Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Back to her mom. 
Malcolm X assassination, oh, excuse me, was uh, back in the news again as the family is looking to collect, are y'all ready, $100 million. Yes. Now, remember a while ago, Vivian talked about the two gentlemen who spent a couple of decades behind bars for the uh, assassination of Malcolm X, but were not guilty. So they ended up, well, one ended up uh, passing away before, you know, this uh, even took place. But the other one ended up getting a monetary uh, payout for this uh, time that they spent in jail that they had not done anything. And you did have an individual who admitted to killing Malcolm X, but he said that the FBI mm, was behind the thing. Yes. So now with this conspiracy theory on the table and, you know, it's been, what, since 1965? So it's been 57 years that the family uh, has not gotten any anything for this occurrence and losing um, such a powerful black individual and their loved one. They're tired. They're tired of waiting, and now they're talking $100 million. That's what's going to satisfy them right now. So I don't know. I don't know if they'll get that kind of money. I don't know if this is going to make this go, you know, even more, you know, even longer, rather. And, uh, you know, we're all hoping that, you know, instead of them being washed with this over and over and over again, they can really come to some settlement that's going to be satisfactory to the family, you know, this is probably something that's going to have to be paid, you know, over a lifetime. You know, yeah, this is not going to be no one payout. Probably going to have to be whatever it is, <clears throat> excuse me, will have to be paid out. You know, uh, the Mrs. is no longer with us, and one of the daughters uh, died, I believe it was last year or the year before. So, you know, the family after, you know, 57 years, the family is is dwindling, you know. So, you know, hopefully, again, you know, they can get some satisfaction and some financial restitution for this horrible, horrible um, loss. Wow. <laughs> the wild story was a man who was arrested for not robbing the store. Nope. He didn't steal a rack of potato chips. As the chips fell on the ground, uh, he picked up the chips and, you know, had a bag of soap. And uh, they arrested him. Yes, the bystander who picked up the chips off the ground and ate it, found himself... Mm-mm-mm in handcuffs being arrested for eating the bag of chips. Now, you know, you can't always get the individual who commits the crime. 
Well, I guess, you know, somebody is better than nobody because they never did. Well, at least by that time, they had not fought the individual who actually stole the racket chips. So, you know, they went after the next best thing. And that's the bystander who ate a bag of chips. You know, uh, y'all need to stop. Y'all need to stop. Because even though, even though, you know, it is theft to pick up the chips that you knew were were stolen because they they saw him on videotape kind of catching this whole thing. So you knew they were stolen, but still, are we going to take the time to, you know, arrest someone I'm sure someone else in the town was worthy of being arrested for a, you know, more serious crime. And not only that, how do you get to the precinct? How do you get back to the sheriff's office, wherever you were? How do you get back to headquarters with the man in handcuffs? And when they ask, what did he do? That's your story. Really? No, I mean, talk about proving a point. I wouldn't be the one to tell that story. We'd have to let him go. Yeah, because if, if, if catching a person who ate the bag of chips is the best thing we could have done, man, then we need to find another profession. Yeah, because, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they're not paying them. If they gave them $40,000 a year, I'm sure they're not paying for uh, them to pick up people who are eating chips. So, you know, I, I guess, like I said, I guess something is better than nothing these days, and, and that's how we doing the job. So, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, that's how we spent our Wednesday morning. And, you know, it was topped with our faith over fear segment with our pastor, Charlotte here. So we did have a wow Wednesday. We did get quite a few laughs yesterday. We got quite a few laughs yesterday. That's how we spent that Wednesday. So that's why we don't worry about how we're going to get through the middle of the week because we always got, you know, the uh, socially conscious segment to keep us checked. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday. Today we discuss our health. Now, we are, you know, we, we do we do therapy a little different over here on the Sea Town with Pastor Steph. You know, we don't always talk about, you know, real serious therapy. But therapy nonetheless, you know, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, sometimes we get mad, you know, so either way it's therapy, either way it's therapy, especially when it's, you know, comes down to the due time crew, you need some therapy when you're dealing with them, because you never know what uh, they're going to be talking about, and uh, thank God, you know, we're on this side of the week. Yeah, it's coming down, it's coming on down, it's coming on down. We only got one more day of this work week to go to the due time week. And then 
we'll be off to the weekend, God spares. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about the rest of you, but I am. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I hope you are too. So go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go nowhere because we'll be right back. I'm so sorry to tell you, you have cancer. Radiotherapy can be your cure, but we might have caught it too late. We have no cancer treatment in our country. A cancer diagnosis in a poor country can spell a death sentence. Health systems are overburdened without the screening and treatment that could save millions of lives. Many countries lack even a single radiotherapy machine, yet cancer is becoming an epidemic killing more people worldwide than AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria combined. Two-year-old Given got his treatment late, but just in time. This radiotherapy machine provided by the IAEA saved his life, but not his eyes. For this young mother in Haiti, hope is all she has. With no treatment in the country to wipe out her cancer, her doctor resorts to surgery. Find out how you can help the IAEA and its partners build the cancer care system these people deserve. Be careful, 
You know, I had somebody who was supposed to be getting ginger pick up turmeric. So make sure you read it. Uh, They say that although it's anti-inflammatory, turmeric can cause bloating if consumed in large quantities. All right, so be careful. And turmeric is, mm, on the average, $5 for three and a half ounces. So they say that's not too bad, not too bad. So, again, we're talking about the foods that are not that expensive. Then we'll keep you on the budget. And feeling good, okay? Feeling your best. Dark chocolate, okay? So, they say that dark chocolate is good for cell aging and inflammation. It fights those things. And they say, in addition, dark chocolate is highly involved in covering our daily needs in potassium and electrolyte important for kidney functions. Dark chocolate is also good for your heart. And it's known for uh, helping with your insulin, believe it or not, dark chocolate. Also... Uh, It prevents formation of blood clots, okay? And they say that it also helps to improve the elasticity of blood vessels, so it helps to reduce your blood pressure. Mm, Who would have thought that dark chocolate would do that? Dark chocolate, a lot of people don't like dark chocolate because they say it's like kind of bitter. And it is, it's not as sweet as... The regular chocolate, but it's not that bad. I actually like it. Do like it? Yogurt. Oh wait, dark chocolate. They say it's about two dollars a bar, so that's not bad. To help with all of those things, nah, not that bad at all. They say yogurt. Yogurt is good for bacteria, and it helps with your digestion. Yogurt is also high in calcium and other nutrients that strengthen your bones. And they say that just eating two yogurts a day can eliminate one of the bacteria that causes ulcers. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So... You have yogurt, that's an average of $3 for a pack of four. Okay? Avocados. Avocados are high in natural antioxidants, which can lower the oxidative stress present in the body. So it fights cardiovascular diseases. So avocados is also rich in vitamin E, And it prevents the premature aging of skin cells, which allows you to, you know, keep looking nice and smooth with that beautiful skin. And avocado contains vitamin B5, which decreases um, quite a few other areas of your cognitive capacities. So... You know, 
you won't get tired. Your brain doesn't get tired as much, okay? Ah, I know I could use that one. So they say that if you eat a half of an avocado with olive oil and lemon, it should give you some energy, okay? And avocados are about $1.50 each. So, I mean, listen, a bag of chips, which will take you down in many ways, was what? A dollar fifty, a dollar eighty nine. Oh, chips are becoming quite expensive. That's why they got picked that chip, those bag of chips up, and ate them off the ground yesterday. Yeah, cause you know, to buy the chips is gonna cost you something. Well, unfortunately, the fines gonna cost them a little more than a dollar eighty nine. Blackberries. We're talking about foods that are good for you, and it won't break your pocket. It's it's not that expensive. Blackberries. So, your immune system will thank you for those blackberries. Uh, Why? Because blackberries are filled with antioxidants. And they always say dark berries are really good for you. They have anti-inflammatory agents. And it helps to fight inflammation in your body. And it actually also helps to cure ailments of your upper respiratory tract, okay? And a container of blackberries costs $5 approximately. Pomegranates. Remember we used to call these Chinese apples? They all of a sudden not ate pomegranates. Chinese apples. Oh, they say that these are really, this is really a, a really healthy superfood, yes. I've been hearing that for quite a while, and they say that there are many health benefits when it comes to this pomegranate. They say it helps to fight bad cholesterol. They say it reduces um, the bad cholesterol in your blood, and you can actually, uh, pomegranate will help fight a lot of other things that will help to eliminate a lot of medication. Yeah. Now, they're saying that pomegranates are about $4 each, and that's a little steep in my opinion. But, again, when you're eating these things and you compare them to all the junk food, an Entenmann's cake the other day, Entenmann's was not on sale, and it was about $7. So, I guess if you, you know, think remember the pomegranate juice how powerful the pomegranate juice is. So we're going to go over that on another day to remind everybody how powerful that pomegranate juice is. So $4 for pomegranate, and it's packed with all of those health benefits. Uh, you know, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Kiwi. Kiwi, kiwi, kiwi. So they say kiwi will boost your immune system, excuse me. They say it's really high in vitamin C. And it up to one kiwi covers at least 85% of the recommended dietary intake. Wow, of vitamin C. Okay. They say that kiwi has a lot of vitamin E, 
which is natural for its antioxidants, and it promotes immune health. It protects against viruses and bacteria. And it says kiwi has another property that helps to fight off certain chronic diseases. Yeah, okay. So, you know, if you want to help fight that osteoarthritis, you want to grab up a kiwi also with rheumatoid arthritis and asthma. Wow. Okay. Kiwi, about $6 for a pack of three. Okay. But think about that pack of cigarettes that people buy. I don't even want to know what cigarettes cost these days. Well, so a pack of three of kiwi that has all of those health benefits, I guess, ain't as bad after all. All right, what else we got? Salmon. Salmon, salmon, salmon. So, we always, salmon always shows up on our, you know, healthy list all the time. Salmon is almost on every health list we have. And they say salmon is actually one of the healthiest foods we could ever eat. Well, we know they always talk about the omega-3s. Always talks about the omega-3s. They're high in protein. Salmon is high in protein. It helps your skin. It gives you positive brain development. And uh, they say it it really, uh, straight salmon gives you a big, big power punch. Salmon average, they say $18 for two pounds. Okay? Spinach. Spinach, spinach, spinach. So spinach contains vitamins and minerals like vitamin E and magnesium. And they work wonders for your immune system. They say spinach protects from viruses and bacteria that cause diseases and uh, fights off toxins and cell mutations that are harmful to your health. They say if you're planning to lose weight, add spinach to your diet. Yeah, definitely. Spinach is great. Um, Actually, spinach is filling too. Um, Grab that raw spinach as much as you can, opposed to the frozen or the canned spinach, which is much healthier than the other two, um, excuse me, spinach um, types. And they say that because spinach is also low in calories, high in fiber, which is definitely um, a boost to your weight loss regimen, okay? We're talking about foods that are really good for you and are also not that expensive. And salmon is about uh, $3.50 per carton, depending on where you go. Watermelon. Watermelon. Keyword, water. Uh, They say 90% water. So it definitely helps us stay hydrated. And 
They say that watermelon contains high levels of antioxidants and it eliminates free radicals from the body. They say that free radicals enter our body through exposure to air and water pollution or in highly processed foods. Okay? So... Get some watermelon. The only thing about that is you got to try to find some good, sweet watermelon. So, and they don't sell huge watermelons anymore. They end up charging us a huge amount of money for the small watermelons. So, I don't know the last time I bought, well, I think it was last, last summer when we purchased, and I could only find one. Yeah, throughout the whole summer. And it was on the expensive side. All right. Walnuts. Walnuts, walnuts, walnuts. Nuts are also the other thing that always, always, always included on our healthy list. In this particular case, it's walnuts. And they say try walnuts throughout the day. You know, especially if you're trying to fight off eating like some unhealthy foods they say walnuts is an excellent snack option and they say walnuts have healthy oils that boost your brain power enhancing cognitive function in working memory okay so they say the next time you think about getting that latte Go for the nut. It'll give you that same level of pick-me-up. And they say that walnuts are about $30 for two pounds. Now, that depends on where you buy the walnuts. I advise you to buy the walnuts in the can. Um, not the can. Well, I do I do buy walnuts in the can. Um, it's not that expensive. You know, you might want to buy the smaller can. Or buy them in the bag and, and, and crack them. I didn't have a, <laughs> I didn't have a, um, a nutcracker, so I was cracking them with a can. Yeah, like a can of spinach or a can of, not a can of spinach, can of string beans or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, it got the job done. Got the job done. Call me cheap. But I didn't have a, you know, a nutcracker on hand. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are very high in vitamins, they say just one sweet potato gives you 400% of the vitamin A you need every day. Whoa. Okay. They say sweet potatoes are good for your reproductive system and organs like your eyes, heart, and kidneys. Wow. Now, purple sweet potatoes, they say, are rich um, in natural compounds, and they may reduce your risk of getting colorectal cancer. All righty. Wow. Wow. Prunes. Yes. Prune juice. Prunes. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sweet potatoes. Uh, they say about a dollar fifteen a pound. You know, you can find them a little cheaper than that, 79 89 
69. Yeah. Now, prunes. Prunes, 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 prunes. We did a um we did a, a little thing on prunes not that long ago, all the benefits of prunes. And they say that prunes are high in fiber and magnesium, which help to fight constipation. And they say, you know, make sure you go for the prunes opposed to those laxatives and stool softeners. It's it's much more healthy for you. You know, stool softeners and laxatives are like medicine, you know. And they have, like, other things in it. But prunes are natural, and it will do the same job but even better. Okay. All righty. Let's see. Let's let's get a couple more in here. Cabbage. Cabbage. Now prunes. Let's see how much they say prunes cost. They say prunes cost about seven dollars a package. And yeah, prune juice is pretty expensive. Prune juice is about seven dollars. Sometimes five dollars. In between five and seven dollars a bottle. Cabbage, 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 cabbage. Cabbage is very high in vitamin C and is also a well-known antioxidant. They say that cabbage comes from the same superfood family as cauliflower and broccoli, okay? And cabbage is high in fiber, and it said it keeps you full for hours. So they say that cabbage can also help prevent certain cancers. And cabbage has gotten to be quite expensive over the years. You used to find cabbage for like 19 cents a pound, 29 cents a pound. Man, now they're well over like a dollar and change a pound. So all in all, you'll get like a nice cabbage starting at about, $3. $3. Yeah, $3. But make sure you don't overcook your cabbage. You know, the cabbage shouldn't be all, you know, limp and soupy. You didn't kill all the, you know, healthy properties out of your cabbage when you overcook it. Okay, that's why I also recommended the um, natural fresh spinach because when you, you know, cook it, and if it's frozen in in the can, it, it it loses a lot of the healthier properties. And if we're going to eat this stuff, we might as well eat it and get the best bang for our buck. Okay? All righty. Well, we got one more here. We're going to talk about the chicken breast, the first food I, uh, meat item on our list. And they say that, of course, it's one of the most popular meats, um, but chicken breast is really high in protein. And it says that chicken breast helps to fight skin aging from the inside out. Wow, that's different. And we know chicken breast can vary uh, from about, Two three dollars a pound to five or six dollars a pound sometimes. So 
it may not be the most, the, the cheapest thing out there, but, you know, it can catch it on sale. Chicken breast a lot of times ends up being on sale. All righty. All righty. All righty. Well, we were talking, you know, some of our quick news today. We were talking about grandmas yesterday, and grandmas really seem to be um, in the news of late, as we were talking about yesterday. We're hearing more and more and more about our negligent grandmas, and here we go. Um, In upstate New York, during the winter break, there was a grandma who was watching her grandchildren ages three and five, three and five, and (laughs) grandma has been uh, arrested for shoving her two grandchildren into the freezing river. They say that the children were fully submerged in the 38.5 degree water before she pulled them out to safety. And Grandma says that, yeah, she confessed to pushing the kids in the water, but she said that it was not with the intent of harming them. Now, I don't know what that means. Did you think they would benefit from being, in, you know, submerged? fully submerged in the freezing water. Maybe there were some benefits. You know, maybe had we talked about that list a little longer, putting a child, you know, underneath the freezing water would have been on that list. But uh, that's 46-year-old grandma. So yesterday we were talking about, you know, the 60-something-year-old grandma Another day, it was a grandma who was in her 70s. Look at grandma, 46 years old, and grandma is just twisted enough to now do this to the grandchildren. And we talked about yesterday, you know, the grandmas are getting younger and younger. And here we are. This is a prime example. I did not anticipate that they would say grandma was only 46 years old. Because the brat, is becoming a mama, and she's 48 years old. Look at, wasn't that J-Lo and Halle Berry who had children at almost 50 or something like that? So we got moms older than this grandma. So if grandma is losing it at 46, what will grandma be like at 66? God spare her life. Well, I hope they don't use her as the babysitter anymore. Grandma has just lost her babysitting license. All right. Well, what else are we talking about here? What about quick news stories? Okay. Now, this here, this might be quick news, but, oh, Lord, I hope this is a fake story. And I said it just like I said it. Oh, Lord. They have a story of an 11-year-old little girl. Now, we know some girls have, you know, started their menstrual cycle at as early as 9. 
And I feel so bad because at that point, it's like, what kind of life do you have when you can't even, you know, now you got to worry about wearing pads at such an early age. But this particular 11-year-old, they say, was, this is really a sick story, and this this is, I'm taking this out of the quick news because this ain't quick. All right, so... Grandma didn't watch her boyfriend. Shanti says she hates to hear grandma has a boyfriend uh, or grandma and boyfriend using the same, you know, sentence. But they say that this little girl was raped by her 65, her grandma's 65-year-old boyfriend in Argentina. And remember, in these countries, women, girls mean nothing to them. Nothing. So they messed around. And when she was five months pregnant, they requested an abortion. Now, she's 11. And in in, in, in your wildest imagination, when she was two months pregnant, She'd have to be doing some, you know, her body would have to be looking a little different. She'd be acting a little different. She'd be complaining a little different, much less once she was raped. She would have to be moving different at 11. Okay? Let's just be frank. So they requested the the abortion at five months. Well, they messed around, and they took another month to decide whether she could have the abortion or not because they were battling some doctor's conscientious objection, and the pregnancy went to 23 weeks. And then they decided that it was too risky for her to have the abortion. So because of that, Somehow or another, she ended up going into early um, uh, labor. And by C-section, oh, my God. Now, I've had two C-sections. So already her little body would be cut at such an early age. Uh, So she had a C-section. They gave her a C-section. And the baby was premature, really premature and underweight. And uh, they're fighting now for the rights of their children and their women. Um, They're making this a sex abuse case all across the board. So starting with 65-year-old grandma's boyfriend all the way to doctors and, you know, all of this who had somebody moved earlier. But, you know, I can't even imagine an abortion given to, you know, when, when, when you know what an abortion process is, you know, that suctioning. And yeah, I'm getting a little graphic because we're talking reality here. You can't stomach it, then put me on pause and come back. But when you think of either side, in other words, you think about, okay, well, somebody rapes her, she gets pregnant, and she has an abortion. 
You're suctioning out her little reproduction stuff there. She, there's no room for all of that. There's no room for that in her little body. Or her carrying a baby, period. Forget about nine months full term. Three times at this. This ain't no joke. You know, for somebody 11 years old to be carrying a baby, and I know, you know, I've heard of other women, you know, um, you know, having started when they were 12 and 13. And, you know, I still remember when I was in junior high school and we were 13 years old and, you know, Betty, which was her real name. I remember her whole name, but because somebody might know Betty, I ain't talking about Betty. I ain't going to tell Betty's last name. But Betty was walking around pregnant. And when we found out Betty, that was Betty's second baby, I was like, whoa. Betty's second baby, we were in junior high school, and we were in junior high school when Betty was pregnant with her second child, and some of her other stupid girls' friends, uh, stupid girlfriends, thought it was cute, and the two of them were walking around with big bellies in junior high school, and this here... This is crazy. This is crazy. So they're really trying to fight this, you know, this women's rights group are really trying to help, you know, all of these um, young girls and, 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 you know, women from going through these, you know, situations. You know, somebody wasn't watching her in the first place if, if Grandpa you know, step-grandpa got to her and even did that. And, and just even that situation alone is enough to turn your stomach because that's brutal. It's really brutal, really brutal, really brutal to have to endure that. Okay, what else are we talking about here? One more story before we get to our due time crew. Uh, I think I'll save that till tomorrow. Mm, what's this one about? Oh, this is interesting. Now, this is interesting. So, out in New Jersey, they have this thing, and maybe you've heard of this before. I didn't hear about this before, this particular news story. But out in New Jersey, they're trying to establish something that a few other states, and I haven't heard of this before, a few other states have started, and they want to start this seed savings. And it would give $1,000 in like a trust fund for every child that's born, and it would gain some level of maturity until the child becomes 18. So nobody could touch it because at the end of the day, it could only be used for financing a college degree, buying a home, um, like um, um, uh, like a, a business venture. Like, yeah. So they're trying to match what other people who have money can do for their children. In other words, you'd have to be underneath a certain income level and 
there may be some um, situations where they would get up to $2,000 additional per child. And some other states have, I'm going to see if they, if they name the other states. Um, some other states have um, adopted this. And they're saying that, you know, it would affect like 72,000 children uh, over the course of whatever time they're going to do this for. And they're really trying to push this thing. So I don't know. You know, I don't know what you think. I don't know. Let's see what the the due time crew is saying. Let's see what they're saying. Where's my girl Tamika? Good morning, Tamika. Good morning and happy Thursday to you. No, thank you. Happy Thursday to you as well. Happy Thursday to you as well. So we have this. Let's talk about this proposal here where these children would get $1,000. It would be a one-time gift, and they're not calling it a gift. I want to see what exactly they're calling it. Oh, the seed savings. I said that. The seed savings. And it would be given to children who were under a certain income. Their parents had um, a certain income level because they would try to match what they could possibly have when they became 18 as if they had a wealthy family. And you could only use it for a college degree, buying a home, um, like an income uh, business venture, what do you think about that? Do you think that's a good idea? I do, um, in that, you know, it kind of gives them a head start. You know, you've got people who, for whatever reason, they're not making the mark, and then they have children who follow suit, you know, and it becomes difficult. You know, you kind of start off behind the, the race mark, you know, everybody is at, at one level, but you kind of, uh, even off the, the, the playing field when you have that that way, so that if I didn't have it as a child, I have access to it by seed money, which can benefit me so that I can get what I need. Okay, okay, all right. Well, they would have to make sure, I think, that only the, the child itself him, you know, him or herself could touch it. It couldn't be, you know, any like a parent or anything else or anyone else could touch it, only that child. So I guess, you know, it would be locked into a Social Security number and things like that. And when you got to be 18, then you could have access to it. Um, and it would gain interest, you know, based on, you you could get this money based on any one of those areas of um, need. So, you know, might be quite beneficial. Might be quite beneficial. Oh, let's see what Brother Al has to say. Good morning, Brother Al. 
maybe Brother Al is not able to be with us right now. So we'll come back to Brother Al. No. Hold on. No. Okay. Brother Al. Good morning, Brother Al. Hey, you look, you ain't going to cheat me this kind of way, all right? Good morning, in the I said good morning, and I hear you say, oh, we're going to move on. What do you mean we're going to move on? You know what? Don't that you hear the, don't you hear the quietness? The kids are out with you. Chantise is, is sleeping on the job. She, uh... Oh, Chantise slipping. You put your name under somebody else's number, and I didn't look at the number. I looked at the name, and then when I looked over, I was like, that's not Brother Al's number. So we're going to have to, you know, know, maybe we'll feed money out there for Shanti's. That's and right. maybe she'll, you know, we'll feed get money to help her out. <laughs> what do you think about this seed money, uh, the seed savings, Brother Al? I, I think it's a good thing because, you know, you do have some people out here that that um, have a hard time saving, or or you know they try to save, and then there's some issue where prices and raise, and they be like, well, you know what? I'll touch a little bit of this money and I'll put it back later, and that later never comes. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a good thing, and it forces that you know them to have that money. Okay, you can't use this money. So he get old enough, and then it's only for college business. Because again, you know these little kids they grow up and 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 they get caught up in society and like, okay, you know what? I got this seed money. Let me go get these four hundred dollars pair of sneakers. Oh no 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 no! Either you're gonna use that money for business or college. So I think that's a good thing. Okay, all right. Oh, let's talk to Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning. How are you today? I am well, thank you. You sounded like you're doing pretty well over on that end. <laughs> Sounds now, good. Now, Charlotte, <laughs> we weren't able to get seed money, seed savings, and our children weren't able to get seed savings, but maybe our grandchildren would be able to get this seed savings. What do you think about it? I think it's a great thing. Um, with that there because for the especially for college because by the time you try to do college and these books, one book of course you have thousand dollars that they can only use it for one time. So I think it's a great yeah. thing that they're able to um to help out and how can they, you know, continue to give something else would be a great thing as well. So I say yes. Beautiful. Oh. All righty, get a grandbaby and some seed savings. All right now. Uh, good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? <laughs> I am well, thank you. I'm well. It sounds like you're doing exceptionally well over oh, there. Oh, my God. I am doing great, great, great. Great is the Lord and great is to be praised. Would you like to share why you're doing so great, great, great? Listen, listen. Yes, I like to share. The Lord has blessed me. He has, listen, for, for all of you that's out there and think that God can do certain things, listen, God can do it. My credit was shot, was 
shot, was shot. And God just blessed me to close on my four-bedroom, three-bathroom house. And it was nothing but the Lord. I, man, I am ecstatic. I am ecstatic. Y'all better go ahead, go ahead if I stop preaching. I'm ecstatic. Give everybody money. <laughs> oh, you had some speed savings going on there, Pastor Kale. Oh, yes, amen. Yes. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. No, y'all need to see the house. Y'all need to see pictures of the house. This is <laughs> just say that it is a four bedroom, three bathroom home is an understatement. Trust me when I tell yes. you it is absolutely gorgeous. Tons and tons of land. Um, I just want you to know that we now officially have our It's Due Time with Pastor Steph Retreat House um, <laughs> and property. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. It is. God is amazing. God is amazing. Um, yes, he is. God is yes, amazing. Is. And, and God be the glory. We are very happy for you, Pastor K.O. Very happy. Very happy. Thank you. Um, so, the seed savings, Pastor KL, um, what do you think? Do you think this is a good idea? I think it, it, it's a wonderful idea. I mean, I think that somebody really thought that thing through. I mean, you know, as Pastor Charlotte was saying, college is rough. You know, I remember I had, I had two children in college at the same time. You know, so college college is rough, and, you know, books are expensive, and, this stuff really comes in handy. Not only that, since I'm on this high, God gave me a seed saver <laughs> that I didn't even know wow. about. To get my Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, this this here, I too, along with the rest of you, believe that this is is a wonderful, wonderful um, opportunity to give. You know, our children some jump start. Hopefully, in eighteen years, it won't be two thousand dollars. <laughs> It'll be, you know, it would have matriculated to some type of, you know, nice seed money for the purposes in which you know it's stated. It's definitely something that would give our children. I think Brother Al said it's a jump start. Um, into, you know, just being able to do something. You know, even if, you know, college is not for everyone, and even if, you know, God blessed you with having the ingenuity to, you know, get out there and have a wonderful investment, um, uh, not investment, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Idea. Idea. You know, in your, you know, inventor, you know, or, or some type of business. That would be wonderful. Or buying a home. You know, something that, you know, would benefit your family, you know. So it's, it's, it's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. So I thank you all for being on with us today. And how about Rip from the Headlines? We haven't had this in a minute. Haven't had this in a minute. I couldn't find the juicier stories that we normally get, but I think I came up with a couple of good ones. And let's let's try this one. Let's try this rip from the headlines. All right. Let's see. 
My brother remarried a few months ago. His wife has a daughter and around the same age as his daughter. My sister-in-law doesn't have a good job, so Sarah had a pretty rough life. Her birthday was about a week ago, so I decided to buy a laptop for her. I know she needs one for school, and they can't afford it. I explained to Alina, that's her niece, that's the niece, um, that I'm giving Sarah a better gift, not because I love her more, but because Alina has everything she needs and Sarah doesn't, and she understood. At Sarah's birthday, I gave her my gift, and she seemed very happy. However, I heard her bragging to Alina, telling her I don't love her. Alina kept telling her to shut up, but she kept going, and I was furious. I asked Sarah to give the gift back and gave it to Alina. Her laptop was three years old, so she could use a new one. I told my brother that he doesn't dare take take this away from my niece, and if he does, then he'd better remember to never ask me for financial help again. My sister-in-law got extremely angry and called me, um, all kinds of names And said I ruined her daughter's birthday I told her Her daughter ruined her own birthday And this was punishment For the treatment that she gave My niece Should I have taken the gift back Uh Tamika What you think Was that a good punishment to take the gift back And give the gift to her niece instead Um can you come back to me? I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'm so sorry. All right. Brother Al, you ready for us? <laughs> she sound like me. Hey, look, ain't no kids here. I'm wide open. There ain't no kids. I'm <laughs> and I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, I'm ready. Brother Al is this morning. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, the kids are out all week, so I still had to come in. So I'm in here just doing paperwork and stuff, so I'm all good. All right. All right, Brother Al, what do you think? You know, do you think that this punishment was extreme to take her gift back and give the gift to her niece? I I think it was because, I mean, you you gave the gift to her, you know, and, okay, she's saying this and saying that. Then I I would say, okay, you know what? I see that you're ungrateful and stuff like that. So, you know what? You won't get nothing else. Enjoy this gift because you ain't going to get nothing else. I, I never was with the... The, you know, the gift taken back, you know what I mean? So I, I think she should have just let her kept it and be like, okay, you won't get nothing else. Enjoy that one. Okay, okay, okay. Pastor Charlotte. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Pastor. Oh, she really wanted to get her. Okay, you know what? I got you this laptop. Oh, you acting like that? I had paid for the warrant. I'm going to take the warranty off. So now if anything go wrong, you got to pay for it yourself. <laughs> so oh, well, you know that. what? That's interesting, Brother Al. That's that's an interesting move. Yeah. Okay. I'll okay. Take the warranty okay. off. You something go wrong, you got to pay for it yourself. But I ain't gonna take it back. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. That's an interesting thought. I never would have come up with that one. Uh, Pastor Charlene, give me my gift. No, I'm just playing. I was <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I would just not give her anything else. Um, I wouldn't give it from one to the other because now you're stirring up a whole bunch of other stuff in the house. So I would just would not do, do anything else. That's all. Okay. 
Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Pastor KL. All right, so I'm going totally on the other side. I want it back. You don't appreciate it? I want it back. You know, I, this is my hard-earned money. However, I wouldn't have given it to the niece. I would have taken you out my money back. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. But, but I want it back. Okay, okay, okay. I, I think, uh, I think Pastor Shawlin hit something on the head with just stirring up now. I think it was Pastor Shawlin who said it. Stirring up a new issue now you know, between the two of them, the two kids, because now you think you got some rivalry going on now. You really gonna have some rivalry um going on. Um is are you ready, Tamika? Yes, ma'am. Sorry about that. Okay, okay. Um, what, what what would you have taken the gift back? It it I will let you have it, but you wouldn't be able to count on me for, you know, because I'm going out of my way. I didn't have to. You know, I took it upon myself to do something for you, and you don't appreciate it to that degree. So, you know, you, that's fine. You you got that. You know, it's kind of one of one of that thing. You got that, but I'm not going through all of that because, you know, you don't know how much of an issue that could be with the family. There could be some a whole lot of core issues, and that's just the beginning of a whole lot of chaos, and just because I chose to help, now it's just like, okay, you know what? It's fine. You know, take that, but but don't ask me for anything else. All right, all right. Uh, while I have you here, I want to ask this question. You know, she started off with saying that she told her niece that she was giving the other little girl a better gift not because she loved her, but because she didn't have everything she needs. I, 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 don't, I, don't, what kind, I don't know if I would have had that conversation. What about you, uh, Tamika? I don't think she should have. And just saying I'm giving her a better gift yeah. causes, you know, just that phrase itself causes havoc. And, I mean, we let's just be real. In our family, there's all kinds of stuff, and there's all kinds of attitudes, all kinds of dispositions. Um, I would have just gone ahead and given her the gift. What, what, what was the purpose of the conversation? You know, unless, again, there was already issues. And so now before I give the gift, i got to explain to you. That's uncalled for. Again, you know, just, just do it, you know. And then if there is any issues, you handle it afterwards, but you know, as you can see, look, look at the chaos that it transpired. In in your in your well doing, this is what happened at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brother Al, you know this 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 pre conversation of I'm giving you know a a a um a Sarah a better gift. Would that have been a conversation you would have had? Not at all. I mean, I just, you know, I just bought you a gift. You know, I saw you needed something, so I bought it for you as a gift. I wouldn't have had that conversation, you know, of of, of that, you know, because now it's like, you know, you never know how the the young girl taking it. They forget, they forget sometimes they're dealing with they're dealing with young children. You know, you know, she could have took it as wow, you know, 
And, and then she could have took it as well. She is helping her, you know. So it's, I wouldn't have had that conversation. Okay, okay. Pastor Charlene, you know, you took the time to explain to the, your niece that you were buying the other little girl a better gift, not because you loved her more. Would that? Would you have even bothered to go through that? Yes, and the reason why is because it already sounds like that she's already related to her, the the other daughter, and where that she's already getting everything. But the this mother's daughter don't get much. My problem is if you live in a house. Regardless, both girls should get the same thing. Because now it's depending on how old these kids are, because you know when you have more than one child, everybody is looking for the same thing. The only thing that you do is do by colors. So I would explain because the other little girl is going to say, why I didn't get it. So, yes, I would explain. Okay, okay. Pastor K.L., what are you? What side of the fence are you on? You know, would you explain, or would you just give the gift and let it fall where the chips may? Yeah, I probably would just give the gift. I don't think you need an explanation. I mean, I think when you when you give an explanation, it, it brings on too many more questions. You know, too many more thoughts. You know, I think you just you just give the gift. You know, and, and at this point. It didn't make sense. It, it, it didn't matter anyway because I was taking a gift back. All righty, all righty, all righty. Okie dokie now. Uh, let's see. Rip from the headlines. Now talk about a gift issue. Here's a, here's a gift issue here. So for my eldest son's 16th birthday, I gave him an old car of mine that I hadn't used in several years and had broke down. I also gave him some money to help him fix it up, um, but he had to spend a lot of his own money to fix it. When my second son turned 16, he wanted a motorcycle, and I gave him an old motorcycle of mine. It worked fine enough, and he hasn't had to spend any money fixing it yet. Okay, when my daughter's 16th birthday came around, I know my daughter wanted a car, but I don't have a car sitting around to give her. I gave her $500 to put toward a car and got her some jewelry. I told her she would need to save up for herself if she wanted a car and I could help her get a loan in my name. She has a job, so this isn't out of the question. She was a little sulky but the situation, about the situation and complained that I had given her brother's vehicles but understood that I wasn't trying to spite her. I have, another, I, have, I have other younger sons that I will give the same to when they turn 16, so this isn't me trying to single her out. Was I fair? Uh, brother Al. He need to stop having all them kids. He ain't got to worry. He ain't got enough cars. To, you got no own cars to go around. <laughs> you, know, you got no own cars to go around. You know, but the daughter sitting there said, "Okay, you gave big brother this. Then you gave the second brother this. Well, I can't wait to see what he gave me." 
And then you come give him five. You could give him five dollars and be like, you got to be on your own. So, you know, you set yourself up for her to feel that way, even though he still said, you know what, okay, you, you take out a loan and put it in my name. Because I would have did that. I'm, I love my kids, but oh, no. But he said, okay, take out a loan and put it in my name. So I still think, and also, too, she's being a little ungrateful. Because, you know, like I said, you ain't putting nothing in my name. I haven't been there. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> but he ain't have enough cars to go around. So, <laughs> but I think he was being fair, though. I, I think he was, because like he said, he, he gave it to my He had to give you nothing. Then he said, you can put the loan in my name. So I, I think he's being fair. All righty, all righty. What about you, um, Pastor Charlotte? Do you think he was fair? See, that go right back to what I just said on the other one. That's what these children will do. Go and make you say, I, you didn't give me the same thing. So was he fair? He gave what he had. You only can give with what you have. But that's not how the children are going to look at it. So right. I'm going to say yes, because that's all you got. So. Okay, okay. Pastor KL. Yeah, I, I think I think he was definitely fair. I mean, you know, I gave you what I wanted you to have. You know, maybe, maybe I I didn't think you was ready for a car at this moment. You know, maybe you were you were irresponsible. You know, I, I you, you got a good by me giving you five hundred dollars. Lord know what you're gonna do with that. Now I'm gonna give you a whole car that you're gonna kill, you, kill yourself a record in that I gotta now pay for it to be fixed. I think he was quite fair. You know, everybody knows your children. You know, you know the level of your children's responsibilities. You know, you're not going to give a, something to someone who you know that can't handle it. Why would you set them up for failure? I think he would say. All righty, all righty. Oh, uh, Tamika. All right, so I'm going on the other end um, in that if that's the precedence that you set, you know, you should make sure that that's what you're doing for all of your children because in, what what you don't realize is in some assets or in some form, you may be causing some issues between the siblings, um, you know, and, and, and I feel, I really do feel like Brother Al, after baby number two, that should have been enough, you know, and now you got all these children, so now each one of them is expecting a car. So after the the second one, you know, the third one is expecting and, and the other one, you know. So maybe that shouldn't have been something, you know, maybe you should have just started out with giving resources, you know. Now each child is waiting for that, you know. And so if when the next child becomes of age, you don't have it, now you still have to cause, you know, you're going to keep pulling yourself out of the pocket or trying to um, pay for something that that was a precedence that you set, not something that they necessarily needed. You know, now you're causing issues, and you'll continue to cause issues until that last child becomes of age. All righty, all righty. Well, let me read this. The truth is, I could probably afford to put more money towards buying my daughter a car or even find a cheap used car to buy her. But by giving her the $500, I already spent more directly on her birthday present than the boys, as their presents were sitting around collecting dust in my garage. I can't remember how much I gave my son to fix the car, but it was max $250. 
I have three younger kids. I can't really continue to set a precedent that I'll buy each of them a car. Mm. Wow. Sounds like what Tamika just got finished saying. Wow. All righty. All righty. You know, I, I, I have to say, I am on the side of Tamika. I err on, first of all, he never said that the daughter was irresponsible. So even if she was, he never said it. I'm also going to point out that you gave the two boys. So already I'm going with how I think Pastor Charlotte talked on how, you know, now you look like you kind of picking and choosing here. Now all of a sudden, now she's irresponsible or she's not worthy or you ain't got no more cars sitting around the garage or something. You, you that that That's going to make a mess. That's going to make a big mess right there because you didn't already started this thing. And now when it gets to not just the third child but the daughter, now all of a sudden you and the ex-wife are at it because there's a part that I didn't read, him and the ex-wife are at it because she's looking at the difference. And she's like, well, how you get here, and now all of a sudden now you're going to put a car in, her, in, in the name. Why would you put a 16, I'm with Brother Al, why would you put a 16-year-old's car in your name? A 16-year-old doesn't even need a car that somebody would have to put in your name. Why would you buy a child a car at 16 that you would put in your, that means that that's got to be some type of a good used car or some financing. You financing something for a 16-year-old? I don't know, Tamika. What's your thought? I still feel the same way. You know, my, my attitude towards that hasn't changed. And, again, you know, you've got all these boys, and you cause extra issues now. Whether she says it or not, she might be fine with it now. But later down the road, wait a minute, you took care of the boys and you didn't take care of me. You know, like I had to go and, you know, get my money, you know, in and your money and, and try and fight. Whereas, you know, they had access. There's all kinds of stuff that can transpire. Now, you know, if, if the females... If the females get together, we're talking about mother and daughter. Now you even got extra issues. That's why I said, you know, when you start doing this, you cause havoc in your own household because now there's a differentiate. If it was all boys, then maybe not as much. But now you've got a girl, oh boy. Well, I was I was talking about the fact of financing a car for a 16 year old. Would you finance a car for a 16 year old? Would that be a smart move? Absolutely not. You uh, you get the car for them, and as soon as or you finance, you know, and credit credit issues. You know, there's there's a, there's no guarantee that everything's going to be paid. All daddy will take care of it. No, all mommy will take care of it. And now you thinking you're under the impression that they took care of it. You get ready to go buy something or get something on credit, and they say, Oh no no no, you can't do this. Why? Why can't I? My credit is good. No, your credit is not good. You know, and you don't even know anything about it, especially when we're talking about credit rating. You know, you may not know anything about it until you get ready to do something big. And at that point, it's already way too late. Well, brother Al, you've already said you ain't doing that um, for a sixteen-year-old or anybody else. Um, Sixteen, twenty, thirty-nine. <laughs> 
I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not financing nothing. I'm not financing nothing. No, I ain't financing nothing, nothing, nothing in my name. And then you're talking about a 16-year-old? Nah, you must be crazy. Um, Pastor Charlene, would you finance the car? If you got into this pickle, would you finance the car? Would that be an option? Nope, nope, and nope. I'm with y'all. No age, not just a car, not a house, not a, a truck. Not a bicycle, nothing. No, I am not financing. First of all, a sixteen-year-old, you don't even know what they're going to be capable of doing. Just thinking about when we were sixteen, wasn't always responsible. No, Mm-mm. not me. Sorry, Pastor. You'll be all right. <laughs> Pastor KL, are you financing for your child and a sixteen-year-old one? Listen, I always love my mama, but she can't get no car. I'm not even financing for my mother. <laughs> for wow. my mother, she can't get a car. So you know a 16-year-old can't get no car. That's, that's I mean, and get a hooky. They're going to be a crash dummy anyway. So get a cash car. All righty. All righty. Right. He gave the, the cars. The, the hoopties that were sitting around collecting dust, and what he should have done was gone ahead and bought her a car, you know, if he had to spend a couple extra dollars because it wasn't one sitting around, then spend an extra couple of dollars. But, nah, we're we not doing that. Not no financing. I don't think so. I don't think so. All righty. Here's, here's another one. I want to save that one. Hold on. Here's another one. Here's another one ripped from the headlines. All righty. All right. I was speed walking down a busy street, hurrying to get to work. I accidentally bumped into a guy with a loaded with loaded nachos, and he dropped them. He was really upset. I apologized to him for the accident. You know, told him I didn't mean to drop his lunch. Uh, he asked me to give him money to replace the food, and I couldn't because I was running late to work. Should I have replaced his food, Pastor Charlotte? I, I kind of think I know what you're going to say. Yes, you want to replace my burger? Give me my money. <laughs> yes, I want my money back. And you're gonna, I'm gonna speed walk with you to the store to get it. I don't just want my money because I'm gonna do a little extra. So I'm gonna speed walk with you to the store to get my burger back. Thank you. All righty, Pastor KL. Should he have bought the food back? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. We speed walking to the ATM. We going somewhere. <laughs> you ain't going to work. <laughs> you ain't going you ain't going to work. We're just gonna let you know that. And if you go to work, we go we gonna start we gonna start from missing the job. So it'd be better for you just use my ten dollars or whatever I spend for my food. All righty. 
Tamika, I think I know what you're going to say. Well, should he have replaced that food? Yeah, you were already running late, you know, and, and it's not their fault that you were late. So go ahead and pay that money. You know, the the thing about it, whether you're 15 minutes late or an hour late, you're already late. So how much time would it have taken you to go in your pocket and get what you needed to get for that person? Unless you had to put your elbow deep, deep, deep down in the bottom of the purse if it was a female, that type of stuff. You know, um, you get it. Um, you know, I have I, I have a habit of putting my credit card way down to the bottom, so I got to take everything out, you know, but still, how much time would it really have taken you to just go ahead and replenish that? All righty. Oh, Brother Al, I know what you're going to say. This is why you carry cash. I think I'm the only one still walking around with cash in my pocket. You could have reached in, get a first aid quick cash, and go about the business. But no, you got debit cards and all that craziness. And now you got to pay that person. Pay that person that money. You got my food out of my hand. You, you sorry, bitch. You going, I'm coming to work with you, and I'm going to start a muscle on your job. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a passive child turn. I'm going to walk up on the job with you. I'm going to fall on the floor and say I was starving. That was my last food. And she knocked <laughs> it out of my hand, and she don't want to pay me back. I don't know when I'm going to eat again. I call the market. You gonna pay my? <laughs> you know what, brother? You gonna get my cash? I say you gonna give me my smile. Wow! Look, wow! Pastor Charles is in agreement, so we good. Pastor Charles is in agreement, so we good. All righty now. Okay, we got two more. Rip from the headlines. Uh, my aunt recently got married. I was one of the bridesmaids. I was so excited until I saw the dress I'd have to wear. It wasn't flattering, but for my aunt, I was willing to compromise. The night before the party, I drank way too much alcohol at a friend's house. I had a bad hangover and almost canceled, but my mom was able to help me and relieve my symptoms. I was fine during the wedding, but at the reception, I went downhill. I was able to get a beverage from the bar despite being only 16, and I guess my body wasn't fully recovered from the night before. I felt terrible after drinking the beer and ended up throwing up all over my dress. Everyone went dead silent and looked totally shocked. My mom swooped in and took me to the bathroom to wash off. I had a stain on my dress, but besides that, I was able to clean up nicely. The rest of the night, I just sat with my mom. Almost everyone who came by asked how I was doing. The rest of the night went well, and I felt like the wedding was a success. But the next morning, my aunt chewed me out. She said she was so disappointed and that she regretted making me a bridesmaid. According to her, me getting sick took the tension off her and her husband, and she had people asking about me all night. I feel my aunt is taking the whole thing out of proportion, and she is being ungrateful that I agreed to be a bridesmaid and wore that hideous dress. Was the aunt, did the aunt blow it out of proportion, Pastor K.L.? Not at all. Not at all. She at she all. um she upstaged the whole moment. And, and you know, it, it was it was her moment and she upstaged the whole moment. Now the dress is hideous, now you made it even more hideous. You now you done thrown up all over it. 
no one's taking into the consideration that she should not have been drinking anyway. You know, so so irresponsible. No, so I don't think she took it out of the party. I, I think she was quite professional about waiting till the next day. You know, and 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 addressing her the next day. I mean, she could have lost it that day. There's a lot of Brazilians who lose it that day. So I think she was she was quite professional. All righty, all righty. Oh, I got my nuptials coming up, Tamika. Oh, had this been your niece? Had she, did, did Auntie blow it all out of proportion? Oh, uh, it is, um, I, I, I see a whole lot of wrongs in, in, in this, you know, and part of it, if, if I'm looking at it the right way, is that there's still issues, there, there's issues all across the line with family, you know, um, she wasn't, First of all, this young lady shouldn't have been drinking to that degree that you caused yourself that much trauma the following day. Um, and, you know, you're a bridesmaid, so you have a responsibility. And this is what they see. You know, I, I'm looking at it like from what I'm hearing, I, I never heard the aunt say, you know, are you okay? She was more concerned about, you know, that being a, a spectacle. You're going to have situations that transpire the wedding. That's not something that you want to see, but it does happen, you know. And then here's this other thing, well, I didn't want to wear the dress. All of that you should have said to, the, to begin with so that we wouldn't be at this point now, you know. And I honestly feel like it's, it's more than the dress. It's, it's more family issues that are being played out, and it's just being hidden and shrouded in a dress or that you threw up at the scene and caused the issue um, and it took the moment away from me. I honestly feel that it's more than just the wedding. It's family issues that are just playing out, and they're just shrouding them. All right, all right, all right. Oh, Brother Al, did she take the attention away from the bride and the groom? Because she mentioned the groom as well. She sure did. You know, here's the thing with it. As you listen to it, this ain't the first time this little girl done had too much to drink. You know, it ain't like all of a sudden tonight I'm going to drink. This is not the first time. So you shouldn't even ask her to be a bridesmaid in the beginning. You already know she also stuff. She's 16 years old. She's out there drinking. Mom coming to her house. But I already tell you, mom got no control over her as it is. So you know what? I don't even want to put you down as being a bridesmaid because no, there's no telling what you're going to do. If you ain't getting drunk that night, you're going to get drunk at that wedding. Somehow you slipped over and got something to drink. They serve people at the wedding. So, you know, somebody else had a hand or you had somebody get it for you. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, people try to hope for the best and you have to, you know, you have to know your people. You know this little girl, this, she's a problem. So why would you even put her in your wedding? And yes, she did it. She was nice about it. You know, coming to you the next day and letting you have it. I probably would have, I probably would have went over there with a belt. Come here, let me talk to you for a second. Let me holler at you for a minute. You know, yeah, you, you messed it right now. Like, get out of here. You shouldn't be drinking. All right, all right. Why'd you drink Okay. Uh, Pastor Charlotte. Yes, she messed the wedding up. And first of all, no matter how much she cleaned, her mama cleaned her dress, that smell is still in there. I would have went over to her and told her, <laughs> it's time for you to go home, baby. And if your mama don't like it, she can go too. So she messed up my day. 
So let's finish it up, and you go home, and everybody will be all right. And nobody can ask you, are you okay? Because you're not there. All right. All righty. Mm, nice stuff. Balance. Okie dokie. That was a too calm of an answer. <laughs> Okie dokie now. Here we go. Rip from the headlines. Ah. I wasn't thinking, and I moved out from my mom's and in with my girl and immediately got her pregnant after just six months of dating her. We weren't using any protection. She's 13 weeks. I never asked her to get an abortion, and she never suggested it. We've always gone 50-50 on everything, and she's holding up her end, but I'm so broke right now. I'm barely bringing home $1,000 a month and struggling to even pay my half. She's been on her own a whole uh, she's been on her own a lot longer than I have. I'm trying to find something full time, but I don't have much experience. It's all bringing me into depression. She's always angry with me. My mom keeps suggesting I move back in with her, just me but it's only 20 minutes away, save up, and then when the baby is a few months old, get a place for all of us. I would love that. The problem is this girl doesn't have any family in the state, so she's threatening that if I ditch her while she's pregnant, that she will be forced to move out of state and we will never have a chance of getting back together. I will lose access to my child forever, and she will put me on child support. I definitely always envision my child having a two-parent household, so that kills me. What should I do? Should I move out, get the money together, then move back in, or stay, be broke, and, and, and struggle through? Uh, Tamika. Wow, that is some situation. That's what happens when you decide to think that you're an adult and you haven't gotten there yet, you know. And so now we got a baby on the way, you know. And his story is no different than than people that have done it, you know. Um, you figure it out, you know. Unfortunately, life is not easy, but these are decisions that need to be made, you know. You you have a child, you already don't want the child split, so. You do what needs to be done. You know, you find a job, find extra jobs, do whatever it is, you you know, a paper route if you need to, you know, to, to make sure that things get met because you already have an issue. If you move back home with a mother who is only providing for you and not an, an extra two miles to feed, then you have the, that whole idea of child support and not being able to have access to your child. So. You know, I would say just do what needs to be done. You know, um, that means stay and handle what needs to be handled as an adult. All righty, all righty. Brother Al, what are we talking about here? What should he do? This is what happens when you play house. You know, this, you know and, and, and we always say it, and I always say it, and I see it a ton of time, moms and the boys. You got to figure this thing out, son. You, you want to be grown, you didn't move in, and... You have a child. Now you got to figure it out. Now I can help you look for some jobs, 
But once you leave, I don't want you coming back. I'm sorry. I, I love you, but, you know, I didn't change that room into my den. <laughs> so <laughs> you can't come back. You can't come back. So this is where you become a man, son. You need to figure it out. You need some advice. I can give you some of that. But this is where you've got to figure it out. Now, the woman already told you she can't afford it. So if you leave, she got no choice but to leave out of state. So now what you going to do? Can't come running to me. Now you got to make a decision, son. This is life. This is what we call life. Figure it out. All righty. Pastor Charlene. Okay. You knew you didn't have no money when you moved out. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Then on top of that. (laughs) And she knew that. And the mama knew that. So, therefore, like that Brother Alder said, work it out. Be a man. Man up. Because right now, the baby's not here. So, you still got time to get yourself together because she just got pregnant. So, you still got some time. You should have been working that out when you wanted to come over to live. So, if y'all can't figure it out, I'm with them. Go on back to wherever you got to go, baby girl, and take care of you. But you knew that he was broke when you asked him to come move in. So. Mm-hmm. Go right now, Pastor KL. You, you know what? When when we were kids and we played doctor or played, played house, you know, after a while, the game was over. You got to go back to your own respectful places, you know. But when you play house in real life, it's, it's not a game. And, and and you're never going to get to a point where the game is over. You know, you, you decided this is what you wanted to do. You wanted to be grown. Well, you, well, you got to face grown things. You know, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I did as a child. You know, but, but now you want to have babies and all type of stuff. And you can't run from your responsibilities now. Now you have to figure it out. And it might be a little. So late to, to be uh, your back up against the wall, but guess what? It's against the wall. There, there are grown folks that all of a sudden get laid off, and they don't go back to their mama's house because they got laid off. They got to figure out how the rent going to get paid, how we going to eat. You know, so you got to man up. And for the mother who keeps on throwing that, that safety net on, under, under that boy, you're not helping him anymore. You know, you need to tell your son he need a man up. He need to be a man and take care of his responsibilities. You know, you can't keep Come on home. I wish one of my sons would have to come on home because he lost his job and he can't take care of his family. We're going to figure this out. I'll even spot you a couple of dollars. But you're going to get a job and you're going to be a man and you're going to take care of your household. You know, it's funny because that was my next round of questions. I was going to ask, should mom have even thrown that out there for him to leave and come on home and save your money, and then when the baby's born, then go and get this apartment for all of y'all. And that was my next. So you already answered my question, um, Pastor KL. Uh, Tamika, really quickly, should Mom have even offered that option? Should have should she have gotten involved with that? Nine times out of ten, he told her the whole situation, and she said her response was, well, you just come on home, you know. And and honestly, I really feel like she was just, you know, trying to get him home. 
you know, and that doesn't solve the situation. You got now an extended family member that you're not being concerned about. You know, um, whether he chooses to marry this girl or not, you have another family member. You have a new seed. That's your grandchild, you know, but she's not looking at it that way. And I honestly feel like she shouldn't have offered that. You know, you figure it out. You know, what I find a lot of not, a lot of days now is that some of the younger younger generations, they're so used to being kind of coddled that they don't have to figure it out that we had, you know, or they're not utilizing it to the best of their ability. And so I really feel that she shouldn't have offered that or extended it to begin with. Okay, okay. Brother Al, I think you kind of answered this question, but I'll give you a chance to elaborate if you choose to. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have offered that. And, and like I said, that that's what I go through with, my, with you know, my boys and my group, these mothers, man. I know you love your baby, but you got to let them grow up to be men. And then basically what you said about the girl, well, forget her, forget her baby. Cause basically you said, forget her baby, you come on home because I know you're struggling. So she figured out you come on home and get it together. You know, no, that's not how it works. Son, you stay there. And um, now, you know, y'all ain't got no food or nothing. No, I get you, get you a little food because I ain't want you hungry. But, son, this is where you got to figure it out. So, no, she shouldn't even offer that. All right. Pastor Charlotte, Mama, I know, I know, because you didn't already said on this broadcast several times. But just for those who've never heard, you know, your answer, what would you say? She wrong. You was man when you laid down, so you will stay being the man. Because my problem is, if you, if she's telling him to come home with this, every time something kicks up, if you want to tell him to come home, no, stay there, work it out. And when you go back to the food part too, you got to work it out. Now, if I see that you're trying, then I'll help you. Otherwise, you're on your own. You made that baby. And you knew you didn't have no money, so therefore, work it out, baby. I love you. All righty, all righty. Oh, my due time crew, thank you so much for your contribution into this uh, conversation. And I pray you have a blessed day. You all do the same. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All righty. Okay, it's Thursday, and uh, we don't have a pray for them, but we're going to pray for them. (laughs) We're going to pray for them. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. We thank you because you always, you always come through all the time, God, whether we call on your name, whether we don't call on your name, God, you are always right there, and we give you thanks for just loving us in that special way where whether we want you, whether we need you in our minds, whether we uh, want the help or if we want to try to work it out on our own, we thank you, God, because you save us so often from ourselves. Heavenly Father, we just lift your name on high today as you have just awakened us in our right frame of mind, God. You have helped to bring us safely through to this Thursday. 
and we're so grateful, God. You know, we, we don't have a particular pray for them, God, but we're going to lift Pastor KL up uh, to Heavenly Father before you giving you thanks for all that you have done for him, dear Heavenly Father. We want to thank you for showing yourself mighty, God, showing yourself strong in all that we do, God, whether we deserve it or not. You're always coming through. Pastor KL said his credit was shot. Now, whether it was shot yesterday, last week, last month, last year, we know that regardless of where the credit stood, you pushed him over the line to Heavenly Father, and we thank you, God, and we just ask you to help him be a good steward over that home, God, that you didn't just give it to him just because, that there would be blessings upon blessings upon blessings that come out of that home, dear Heavenly Father, that there would be blessings upon blessings upon blessings that that house would just render being on that block to Heavenly Father, that by him owning that whole um that home, that it changed the trajectory of, of, of how the block even benefits the neighborhood and the community to Heavenly Father. We thank you, God. We ask you to continue to give him the ability to pay the bills. We ask you to Heavenly Father that he would always look to you for when cometh his help to Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for just touching upon his life, that he would even acknowledge you for just bringing him to this um, level, dear Heavenly Father, that you would give him such a gift, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for all the blessings that we receive day in and day out. The blessings, God, we see and the blessings we don't see, dear Heavenly Father. The blessings that come just smacking us in the face and the blessings, God, that are so subtle that if we didn't watch closely, we would even miss God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we're able to even get on this broadcast this morning and speak into these situations, God, that somebody, if not the exact situation they're going through, dear Heavenly Father, that they're in a similar situation, and we've helped to just steer someone in the right direction, God, because these same situations, these same situations, we, your people, get caught up in, dear Heavenly Father, and we thank you, God. We thank you for our former lives, our experiences, dear Heavenly Father, just teaching us the greatest lessons that we could even reach over and help to pull someone across the line, God, in the right way. We thank you for loving us. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for sending your son for such a time as this. When we couldn't do it on our own, God, we always have your son to look over to to reach for, just touching the hem of his garment, dear Heavenly Father. We ask that you touch everyone's health today, God, whether you're uh, ministering as a due-time crew or whether you're just someone who's listening. We ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to just touch upon everyone from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. God, we lift Shantis before you, dear Heavenly Father, who's not feeling physically well, God. We ask you to just touch her that she would be able to serve you, dear Heavenly Father, 
in the greatest capacity she possibly could. We love you, Lord, and we continue to give you the glory and the honor, so rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I always like rip from the headlines because it it always shows, you know, just some of the simplest things people can't get through. You know, all it takes is is just a little touch from God to really make the difference. You know, that's what really really separates us from the rest of the world, you know, how we would handle things, you know, in a godly manner or how we would just turn things over to God and let him handle it opposed to uh, us handling it on our own. You know, we talked about whether you would take the gift back. You know, for those who said, you know, leave her with the gift, and just don't do anything for her going forward. In a sense, that's letting God deal with her. Because even, you know, if we took the gift back, you know, um, you know, what do we look like now? What do we look like? Now, we may have a valid point. Don't misunderstand me. We have a valid point for taking the gift back. But is taking the gift back going to show the biggest um, lesson is that going to teach the bigger lesson? You know, a, a lot of times in 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 our in our life, you know, and we talk about this all the time. You know, we we always want to see how God deals with somebody right away. You know, so in other words, somebody do something, and we're like, you know, I I, I hope that whole thing falls apart. You know, then they'll learn, then they'll see, and not all the time does that happen. You know. Sometimes the same person will come back to you and they're like, they are so oblivious as to how this was God. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, you leave her with the laptop. You don't take the laptop back. And then this just happens to be one in a million laptops that is defective. So she has it for two months and it no longer works. And, you know, we could say, we could say that that's God, you know, to say, you know what, you, you, you teased her. Here you were blessed. You didn't have anything. Here you were blessed that someone's, that God touched someone's heart to bless you with something. But instead of you being grateful, you turn around and you tease her for not having or however, you know, you were getting into it um, and making her feel bad about it. And... Now you don't have it. That could be God, you know, and that's what happens to us in life. You know, we, and, and, and some people are like so oblivious that it could even be God. And so, you know, sometimes when we kind of turn things over, you know, like that, when we let things go like that, you know, now you, have, you give a chance for God to really, you know, deal with that thing. Or something happened later on and she realizes that she was wrong in in teasing the other one, you know. So, you know, again, you know, does it really teach us a lesson as to how to, you know, are we taking matters in our own hands or, you know, 
uh, letting God, let me let God deal with you on that one. You know, you talked about the, um, you know, the, the 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 bumping into the the guy with the food. You don't know what what his situation was. Was that his last five dollars? Does he have to say to you, "That was my lunch and my dinner"? You weren't about rushing to work. And somebody said, listen, you were already late. Well, whether you were late or whether you were uh, uh, early and you were rushing so that you would not be late, you have to make this thing right. How do you walk off knowing that you just destroyed someone's meal and you are right with that because you you rushing to work? That, that That's selfishness 101. You really could not walk off and, and, and be okay with that thing. No way in the world. It's your, your, your aunt's wedding. Um, Tamika might be right. You know, this might be some simmering stuff going on within the family all along. And, you know, this just made the, you know, the pot come off the, you know, the top come off the pot. Or you have a big problem, period. As a 16-year-old. You know, first of all, if you're 16, you ain't in my wedding. Already we got a problem because I need people my age. You know, you're a bridesmaid. She didn't say nothing about a junior bridesmaid. and You were a bridesmaid. She was mad because you were a bridesmaid. You were supposed to be representing the bride, and here you were representing, and you stole the spotlight. Well, that's what kids do. So you didn't think about this before you got the 16-year-old to be in your wedding. Now, the aunt might be 19. I don't know because, you know, I have an uncle who I'm older than, you know, so we this is not uncommon, you know. So we're assuming, I'm assuming that this is an older aunt, you know, but if that's the case of this being a, a larger um, a gap between the ages, then, you know, yeah, you kind of get what you got. Um this issue with the call, I, I actually weighed in on, um, and and this thing with the mother and her son again. Mind your business, you know. When when Shawnee's was moving, um, I said to her, I said, watch. Her. Well, let let me go back. When all th- when I spoke to all three of them as they became adults, I I talked to them and I said, listen, I need you to pay attention to how you leave. Whenever you decide to leave here, I need you to pay attention as to how you leave. If you leave because you're mad and you storm up out of here and you giving me your behind the kiss and you all twisted, then guess what? Stay twisted on the outside. Stay twisted out there. If you leave because, you know, you wanted to to try to get your feet wet and it didn't go well and, you know, you tried, it's hard out here, I would never say you don't have a home to come back to. Now, whether I'm going to turn my den, you know, something that I made my den back into your bedroom, then you're going to have to live in it as is. You're going to put your stuff in storage and you're going to come here and we're going to work out a time when you can stay. I would never leave you on the outside. But for this particular case, you you left up out of here to go moving. You thought somebody said you thought you were grown living in a grown world. And here you go 
he didn't say six months after they moved in. He said six months into the relationship because they were, you know, careless. They ended up having a baby. Now, six months into a relationship, you don't even know the person. Forget about whether you living at home or whether you living with them. You really don't know them if you living with them. So here you are, you're talking about she doesn't have anybody, and if she needs to, if you abandon the situation, she needs to go back to her family, you're never going to see the kid again. That might be something that you have to eat. I said, I'm now saying, whether you come back home or not, I don't know about all that in this particular case. I'd have to let the Lord talk. Because when you, before you walked up out of that house, you told me your plan. And I told you what you needed to do and how you needed to move. But if you thought you were a man and you stepped on out there anyway, you know, listen, you want to move with somebody you don't even know. You don't even know her. You don't even know you. Because anytime you're ready to jump out with somebody you don't know, you don't know yourself. You are not making the best decisions. So I'm going to let you know from now. Choose your decision wisely because, see, that's a dumb move, and I'm talking to you because this ain't the first time I've spoken to you because, remember, an unstable man is unstable in all his ways. If he was willing to jump out and move with somebody in, in less than six months of him even knowing her, then he didn't did stuff like this before. He's impulsive. So this is an impulsive child you got on, on your hands, and you as the, 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 the mama, mama and their sons, you always, you know, saving the day, and, you know, you always getting involved. Now, oh, both y'all going to have to eat this decision. And now you're going to eat a decision because you didn't help him get here. For you to say, come on back. So he's supposed to leave this person, to leave this woman and with her baby to come on home so he could save. He should have been saving before he left home. That's the advice you give. Because had you saved and planned properly, you would have been married and you would have been doing it a different way before you got out of there and you made this decision. So now you will have to eat this one. And I, I, I ain't going to see y'all hungry, but y'all can't eat here every day. See, this, this, this is some tough stuff, some stuff, tough stuff. And, every, and God knows I, I didn't had my share of times when it got rough. But it wasn't for stupid stuff, you know. It, it, this, 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 you know, things happen. So you know, things happen. You need a hand, and you're trying hard. Absolutely, you got my help. But when you make decisions, you may have to eat this, and that would be when you'd have to eat because opting to abandon this situation. Nah, I agree with whoever said he would be running back home every 15 minutes because he thought that would be the answer and the remedy to every problem. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time, and thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. 
please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, where is Freestyle Friday? God spare our life. I love you.